It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast, abbreviated short edition of it, but Joe Goodberry on this podcast today. So make sure you stay tuned for that on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Locked On Bengals podcast. And we'll get to Joe Goodberry in one second. But uh, just a quick announcement, Locked On Reds, well, it's coming it's coming. You can follow on Twitter at Locked on Reds. It's here. Locked on Reds debuts tomorrow. Um, I knew it was going to debut at some point this week. I, I forgot about the holiday with President's Day. Tomorrow, the first episode of Locked on Reds will drop. We'll be back to our normal schedule with Locked on Bengals with uh, insight, get into our prospect reviews, and so much more. Make sure you keep it locked on LockedOnBengals.com as well. And uh, without further ado, let's get to my guy of the athletic, Joe Goodberry. I caught up with him to discuss all types of things, including A.J. McCarron. Here's my conversation with Joe Goodberry. To me, the, the Bengals, I remember writing about A.J. McCarron and why the Bengals should move him following the 2015 season. <laughs> like, it has been a long time coming where – I think they just overvalued him, put the asking price way too high. Teams weren't interested. They never really shopped him around. And this is what they get. They're going to end up with a, a compensatory selection in the 2019 draft. Yeah, hopefully a compensatory selection. Yeah, hopefully. That, you know, because right, it's a formula based on if they sign free agents this year. And I, you hope they better, right? If they want to compete next year. And uh, yeah, so. Man, it, it, you look back at that failed trade, that second and third rounder from the Browns, and and you go at this point, you would just take a third rounder. You know, it, it, you, getting value at the right time is an important thing that the good teams do, uh, and you can't help but feel like the Bengals botched this one. And, and uh, it ended up being a good fifth round pick. Now that we pretty much his Bengals career is over, it was a good fifth round pick. You get him good production. They almost won a playoff game uh, with him at the helm, and the only failure is not maximizing what you could out of that contract and that pick, which could have been a lot. It could have obviously set them up to uh, really retool this roster with two premium picks in the first hundred. A lot of fans still think A.J. McCarron's better than Andy Dalton. When you watch the film, when you watch A.J., you watch Andy. I know you're not the the biggest Andy fan, but uh, what what do you think about those who say A.J.'s better than Andy? I think if you just go based on... College career, because we obviously there's much more film for um, for McCarron there, and uh, outside of his five games and the few preseason years we have, uh, the total package from college to the NFL, I think Andy Dalton has proven to be not only a better prospect, to have more talent, and to just be a better NFL quarterback from what he's put on tape and what he kind of can't do. Uh, I think they're very similar, to be honest. I think that's one of the attractions the Bengals had to A.J. McCarron, is that you have a backup quarterback with similar strengths and weaknesses to your starter that isn't really challenging your starter. And I think that's an important thing. While I would say the Bengals probably never really had an open competition at quarterback, I would say everyone in the building was probably comfortable in knowing that while similar uh, McCarron was probably the lesser of the two talents. Uh, and seeing it on tape, I, I think it's all there. Uh, they Neither have a, has a real strong arm, but I would definitely say Dalton has the better arm. I would say neither guy moves in the pocket too well, especially when, when pressure 
uh, is faced in, the, in muddies the pocket a bit. But I do think McCarron has, and I don't know if I believe this. I think this is what people hang their hat on a lot when they're talking about him. They call it the it factor and, and just that moxie and that persona. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's worth anything. I don't know if that equates to wins. I don't know, you know what that's worth. I think the guys who have that also are good players. And so it's hard to separate a guy that just wins because he's an average talent, but he really tries hard and really wants it. I, I think there's a lot of those guys that, that are in the NFL and you never hear about them. So uh, I do think he could probably be a starter. The league is devoid of talent at quarterback, and, and there's a lot of teams struggling to find just the base level quarterback play that the Bengals are, are blessed to have for the last seven years. But there's teams like the Browns and the, and the Bills and, and, and the Cardinals. There's a lot of teams the Jets could all look for quarterbacks this year. And I think McCarron is going to be an option for a lot of them. You mentioned it factor, and I know McCarron's better than Tebow, but last segment I was like, yeah, it factor and leadership, that's what they use to describe Tim Tebow. And he won a playoff game too. It doesn't mean he's a quality starter. Right, and that's the thing people say, well, McCarron almost led them to a to a playoff win if it wasn't for the Hill fumble and the defensive meltdown. Yes, that is technically true, but he also almost lost them the game. You know, if they have a good quarterback play for the first three quarters, that game's not close. And not only are they winning by maybe two touchdowns at that point, uh, it should never come down to a Hill fumble or a defensive meltdown. It wasn't until... Ben Roethlisberger went out, and McCarron put together two decent drives, and one really good drive, obviously, to throw to A.J. Green, that the Bengals were able to pull ahead. But that game should have never been close. I think the Bengals were the far better team that year. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Joe Goodberry of The Athletic is our guest. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. So now, as as far as the the Bengals go, what do you think they should do? Obviously, you study the draft. You look at these quarterbacks. You might know some, at least, about Jeff Driscoll, even though there's not much film on him. What do you think they should do to replace A.J. McCarron as the backup? Well, I, I definitely think backup quarterback is a need now, um, and it's something the Bengals obviously have valued uh, just by how much they've they've put on McCarron and how much they've they've apparently turned down and kept him instead. But yes, I think this is also the bright side and maybe the silver lining in losing McCarron and maybe not getting maximum value. But he, it was probably a good good scenario that he was always going to leave this year. But the silver lining is this is an opportunity now to upgrade at quarterback or increase the talent at quarterback, bring in fresh blood, fresh talent at the at the most important position on the team. And I'm not saying this guy has to challenge Andy Dalton for the starting job, but Dalton is on the other side of 30 now, and not that that's old guys are playing into their 40s, especially at quarterback, but depending on the pick, it seemed like McCarron was always a pick to be a backup, right? You, you know, you, you always felt like, that selection was only made to secure the backup position. I think the Bengals are also in position to have maybe 
an eye on the future of the quarterback position. So it kind of opens up your doors and opens up your options. You don't just need a guy that's going to come in and not challenge your starter. You could potentially bring a guy in that has has the talent to supplant your guy maybe in two years. Maybe it's somebody that needs a couple years to develop. Maybe it's somebody that needs to learn behind an Andy Dalton, a veteran, for a few years. But that's I guess that's kind of the hope I come away with 24 hours later is that the Bengals could potentially end up with somebody that makes the team better one day. And what's crazy, Joe, is that if if they had moved on from Marvin Lewis, then I you could sell me definitely on the idea that they would consider a quarterback with the 12th pick because obviously you could draft one in the in the first round, sit him behind Andy Dalton for a year or two and and see what you got, look at him, develop him. I don't think Marvin Lewis is going to want anything close to that. I'm I'm thinking mid-round quarterback. I saw Mike Glennon might get released. I could see them doing that and signing a a lower-priced veteran who got his money already. I I just don't see the Bengals bringing in a legitimate competition realistically for Andy Dalton, even though I would love for it to happen. I agree with you. You know, when you step back and and while you want them to – to be aggressive with that position, and I look at the way the Eagles, how aggressive they were the last two years at the quarterback position to make sure they secure it. Uh, you know, with not only signing Sam, trading for Sam Bradford, giving him an extension, extension, um, signing Chase Daniel, and then trading up twice to make sure you get Carson Wentz, releasing Chase Daniel, trading Sam Bradford, and then signing Nick Foles. I mean, obviously they don't win the Super Bowl without that aggression and that confidence. That's the most important position. Uh, I'd love for the Bengals to feel that same way and. I don't believe they will take a quarterback at 12 either. I would be shocked if it was in the second round. I think for a team that only really brings in premium talent through the draft, it is hard for them to justify spending one of those on a guy that you know will be a backup quarterback for the foreseeable future, whether that's two years or not. Uh, but, you know, on the other side, I would say they end up drafting guys that sit the bench all the time in the first First-round picks last four years haven't made a dent on the roster. They average about 60 snaps a year as a rookie. I would almost, you know, go into it and say, listen, we haven't played these guys. And, yeah, we're a bad team now, so it's probably a better chance that this first-round pick plays. But we are in position to draft a backup quarterback and let him develop for a year. Not every team that has a need at quarterback, and I'm not saying the Bengals have a big need there, but obviously they have a backup. Not every one of those teams, and maybe even very few of those teams, have the luxury of being able to look at some of these project quarterbacks, whether that's a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson or a Sam Darnold, and maybe only one of those guys may be there at 12, but all these teams can't look at those guys and say, that's the guy for us, because they don't have the opportunity to let those players develop. Uh, the Bengals have that, and that should, that should put a filter on their needs just a little bit. Uh, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't expect it. I, that's the hopeful side of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I want it to happen. I just, I just don't see it happening. He's Joe Goodberry of The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. Looking at the, the quarterback position, a guy like Lamar Jackson, if he's there at 12, a guy like Baker Mayfield, is there anyone that stands out to you? I know you, you watch all the film and look at it. Is there a quarterback that realistically could be there at 12 that you'd say, if he is there, he's probably worth the 12th pick for this team? Free agency is going to shake out, and it's going to change things, obviously. There's teams picking ahead of the Bengals that I expect them, because there's a lot of free agents and it's a deep draft class for quarterbacks. There's going to be a lot of different names in different places this year, and it's going to change the needs. Someone like Denver, if they come away with Kirk Cousins, that's going to take them off probably from picking quarterback top five. Uh, Maybe the Browns, I think at the first pick, I don't see how they don't go quarterback. Even if they bring McCarron in, he's probably a bridge guy. 
Uh, but then you, you've got the Cardinals, the Jets, uh, maybe some team moves up and takes somebody. Maybe the Giants are, are looking at them. But let's say the somehow Sam Darnold was there. I think potentially, physically, he's an upgrade over Andy Dalton. I don't, I don't love Sam Darnold, but I think Josh Rosen is probably the most ready to play quarterback out of all of them. If somehow he was still there, uh, I think he's potentially better than Andy Dalton, but uh, that's a guy you would probably want to start very soon rather than later, so that would create a different scenario. I think a lot of these guys potentially, and that's the thing because the Bengals, like I said, have that opportunity to develop someone. Physically, I don't think there's someone I look at, even Baker Mayfield, I think has a stronger arm, more mobility, does better in, in when the plays break down and he has to improvise. Uh, he runs a highly sophisticated offense that takes a lot of uh, mental awareness and, and high football IQ. And he's super productive. He may be a little bit immature at times, but I kind of like it a little bit. Lamar Jackson is physically, and you can throw Josh Allen in there too. Their arm strength, their their athletic ability, their uh, the way they can improvise and roll out and extend plays, all of it. I, I can try to train all these guys and get really excited. Um, but I wouldn't say any of them are going to walk in day one. Maybe I would say Rosen maybe could be a productive rookie. I think a lot of these guys need time and need the right system. And uh, right now I don't know if the Bengals have the right system. I think we still have questions with Bill Lazor. And with the longevity of Marvin Lewis, whether that be just this year or two years, I I think that changes their plans, obviously, and it makes them go for more immediate players and immediate needs, which may be linebacker, offensive tackle, guard, uh, maybe defensive tackle or defensive end. So I I think all of those end up coming before quarterback. He's Joe Goodberry. What uh, what are you writing about now for The Athletic? Uh, I'm going to do position breakdowns of every single position. I'm going to look at every player that's currently rostered, and uh, I grade every Bengals player, so I'm going to go through each individual grade. And so, like, if I do quarterbacks first, it's going to be short accuracy, intermediate, deep, uh, pocket presence, anticipation, and I'm, I'm going to have examples of almost every single one and explain what, why I put the grades on each player I did. Can't wait to check that out. Make sure you follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. For the, the deep accuracy for Andy, you can just put three feet out of bounds. Yeah. I, and <laughs> yes, I, I am going to. And with John Ross <laughs> and A.J. Green, hopefully, that's extremely sad to consider. I know that was short, but that was to the point. We'll be back to it tomorrow on the Locked On Bengals podcast, also the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until then... I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.